Hey, everybody. It's Ben from the future, and I just wanted to add this little bit to the episode, which has already been out for a few hours, but I just saw the news that uh, today, William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist, French Connection, passed away. Um, we talk a little bit about him and his and his work in this episode, obviously, and uh, his work on this movie especially, so it seemed odd not to acknowledge that. If people are checking out his work over the next few days and weeks, uh, it just felt weird not to have an acknowledgement at the top, so I'm adding this now. Um, I would suggest reading some of the obituaries you can find online. They'll do him a lot more justice than I can. But uh, a legendary director. With that said, let's uh, get to the episode as originally released. All right, Ben from the past, take it away. Happy 100th. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll take something from that. Probably not that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be that or uh, I don't really know how to start the podcast. This, this podcast is starting with happy 100th. All that is not me. <laughs> As you guys know, for the 100th time, I don't really know how to start the podcast. So it'll either be something like what literally whatever I keep of that, which might be nothing, or something along the lines of, Welcome to the 100th episode of Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holton. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, kicking off a brand new month, which I'll get into in a little bit. But first, the name of the movie. I don't know why I said it like that. The whole point was efficiency. I made it so much worse. Um... We're doing The Exorcist. People click on the episode. They already know that. It's the 50th anniversary of The Exorcist in honor. Uh, honor is the wrong word of the 100th episode of the podcast. We're doing all big anniversaries this month. We've got starting off with a 50th. It's The Exorcist. Uh, we're also going to do next week is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Happy 35th. Mm. Uh, we're going to do Dr. No. It'll be a first, our first James Bond movie. I think it's either the 60th or the 65th. By the time I record that episode, I'll probably know which. Maybe. And then I'm uh, maybe a wild card for the last one. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. What, we'll see what. We'll see what happens. Anyway, so that's what's on tap for today and this month. Your guest left Red Cross. Your podcast dial. We got Ray. Woo. We got Greg. Hey. We got Robbie. Yo. And uh, yeah, talking talking Exorcist today. But before that. Instead of saying, what have you guys watched recently? What's like your favorite memory from the podcast? I watched something good, though. Okay, well, then forget it. What, what have you watched wait, recently? What's my favorite? No, wait. I want to share my favorite memory from the podcast, though. Okay. I the, was mostly joking. Wait, I have a good one, though. I remember that time that I had my best episode ever. I had the best jokes I've ever had, and we got like an hour into the Muppets Christmas and then realized we weren't recording. You know, I was also going to pick Muppets Christmas, but I kept thinking about Noah and the accents he was doing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those you had to be in the room for, literally, because they did not make the final cut <laughs> of that episode. They weren't the most sensitive. No. The lost hours. No. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But there you go. I do have a favorite memory. That, that one. Great. You recreated all the good jokes, I think. I, I definitely did. They're gone like tears in the rain. Uh, God. Speaking of tears in the rain, not your first episode, but one of your first episodes is Blade Runner. Do you remember what your first one was? First one was Alien? I think it was Alien. I think so. Um, this would have been good trivia for the end. Not the way I recorded it, but Alien was the third released episode, I think. That makes sense. Um... She did Ladybird. Bird. Oh. We've never done Ladybird, never done Gerwig. We might this month, and then it'll be a secret Barbie episode. We'll see. Shh, don't tell anyone. 
Um, it's the 10th anniversary of Francis Haas. So, so I was thinking maybe we do that. And then it's just a Barbie episode also. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it was uh, Birdcage, Miss Congeniality, Alien. Yep. I recorded Father of the Bride with Martha before that, but that didn't come out until later. Okay. Because we wanted to do some horror episodes because we started in October. Mm-hmm. What was your first episode? Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Wow. That's a November of the first year episode, I think. Yeah, we were supposed to do an earlier one. We all got COVID. Yes, we yes. got COVID in October. That's right. That's right. Oh, you were supposed to do the alien one. No, we were going to do... Oh, what were we going to do? Pulp Fiction. We still oh, have yes. Yes. We're still <laughs> waiting. A yep. hundred episodes later, we still have It's been a hundred... Ep- it's actually been more. This is just the hundredth main episode. I'm not yes. counting bonuses. I want to do hundredth. Uh, I want to do Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's what we were originally going to do as our Maybe first for the episode. Two hundredth. <laughs> Jesus. Two June twenty twenty five, whenever. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, good podcast, good times, uh, good food, good friends, mm-hmm. better ingredients. My favorite one was Mighty Ducks because I just found out Emilio Estevez and uh, Charlie Sheen are related. Yeah, but yeah. you thought it was Emilio Estevez and uh, you, you, you thought it was Michael J. <laughs> Fox. <laughs> I think we mentioned a couple times on that one that he was related to Charlie Sheen. Shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. we definitely. You say you just learned that. We talked about it. Still can't get it's that recorded. Right. I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite episode. <laughs> Least favorite memory. Uh, anyway, yeah. Seconded only by this one. <laughs> We're actually recording this time, so it's not even the bottom five. Uh, Have you watched anything good recently, though? I don't want to step away from that. I did. I never get to say I did. Uh, Me and Ray both separately saw Barbie. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing you don't bring your wife to. It's just for the boys. It's it's just for... That was a boys' night. I saw that movie alone. (laughs) (laughs) You and Derek should have went. That would have been cute. I I saw it uh, while I was at the conference. Oh, nice. That's nice. And I know, Ray, you saw it also. I did, yes. Yeah. It was funny because I know you've seen Barbie and I know you've seen Oppenheimer, so I was just going to exclude you from the conversation. <laughs> but you also saw Barbie. What did you guys think? I thought it was way good. It was really good. That, it was such it was, a weird movie. It was movie. so weird. It was crazy. Yes. That's the thing. Like, the sets and the costumes for that were, like, just wild. Yes. Um, I'll be shocked if this thing doesn't win a bunch of Oscars. Very few movies are actually... Set design, production design, whatever the term would be. Physically constructed sets on a soundstage. You see so few movies that are actually made like that anymore. And so oh, when they it was so do it cool to that extent, it's great. Oh, but it was so good. Uh, fucking Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling kill it in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so funny. Like the concept, it, it was weird. It was really weird. I st- only saw it like, what, two days ago. There's still some things I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to think about. Yeah, it's it sat pretty strangely with me, not in a bad way, but in a like I'm only at a four, four and a half. I'm not. Am at I a supposed five. to feel bad for Ken in the end? I'm not really sure, but I love his shirt. <laughs> he's a he's Knuff. I'm I am Knuff. <laughs> yes, uh, one of the many things you can purchase from Mattel.com. Um, yeah. It's a good anyway, shirt. It it's a good shirt. shirt. I, I heard that you can buy the Barbies too. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> oh, they just wow. started doing that. <laughs> yeah, a little like. At like action figures, basically. I saw it on my conference. There was a movie theater in the hotel, and it was nice. still packed. Every oh, not everyone because it was like at a conference, but a shitload of people still wore pink. Yeah, it's the thing to do. Yeah, I oh, didn't pack any pink, so I couldn't wear it. <sighs> it's fucked up. Yeah, 
I didn't wear pink either. I saw it opening night in the suburbs. I didn't think that'd be a thing out here, but it was. And I looked, I was, everyone laughed at me. You were the odd one out. <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite of middle it's school. Laughed after not, not wearing pink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Barbie? Um, yeah, it was awesome. I had a really good time with it, but it was such a weird experience. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what yes. to, I didn't know what I was supposed to think when I was like watching it and I didn't know how to react to it. And I left the theater being like, what was that movie? <laughs> but an extremely elder millennial, very specific takedown of masculinity and an ad for the Mattel Corporation. Strange. I think so. <laughs> very strange. But it was also a weird ad because they, you'll, I did like they weren't particularly nice about the Mattel stuff. No, and it, it wasn't weird. like yeah, they don't. Uh, it's uh, real. Okay. It wasn't targeted <laughs> towards like the girls that would play with Barbie because it was obviously like a more no. adult movie, but it wasn't a rated R movie. Nope. So PG-13. it was yeah strange. I mean, it, it hit with me. It was good, but I'm I'm confused by the whole thing. It hit with a lot of people. It's a super massive hit. Yes, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of mind-boggling how much money it's making. It was just really unique. It was like refreshing to see something so 100%. different. 100%. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, even IP whatever, colors, it all looks great too, but just like a well-made studio-produced comedy with really big movie stars yeah. is not something that has been in theaters recently. Yeah. So. And I love Margot Robbie, so I'll see her in anything. Yeah, I love Margot too. Hmm. You did not see Babylon, however. Hmm. Suspicious. Hmm. Curious. Yeah, but Curious. Wasn't there like a ton of people in that one? She's the main character. Okay. Well, fine. She's front and center on the poster. All right. I guess I won't see her in anything because I also didn't see uh, Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, her DC yeah. roles. She's yeah, got a couple. I didn't see any of that. Hmm. Like three, three now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm a liar. Two Suicide Squad Suicide movies and squad. Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds of Prey, The Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, uh, there's two. redeeming qualities in two of those movies. Two Suicide, Two Squad. They should have named it that. <laughs> that would have been an awesome name. <laughs> James Gunn wouldn't have been above that. It was great, though. Uh, no, it's not. It's okay. It's pretty good. Several song and dance numbers yes, in this movie that are very good and have really awesome choreography and are like just so funny. There's just, a number of songs written for this movie by yes. like big big pop stars, hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean they're they're kind of killer songs. So. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, good movie. Uh, I think Gosling's awesome, and I think uh, it would be cool if he gets to be one of the four people that loses to Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. Okay. Over to you. What'd you think of Oppenheimer? <laughs> I thought Oppenheimer was good. Um, I actually I, I do have other things. I, I watched uh, okay. quite a, quite a few things. The Witcher season three. It was fine. Yeah, oh, I knew it was only gonna be fine. That's it, why I watched it, it. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, it. Yeah, I feel so. It's. It's good. It's good. It's worth watching. But like at the end of the day, it's also just fine because you kind of feel like it's done. I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna watch the next. Like they didn't do enough to hook me. They didn't really elaborate on a lot of things. But yeah, it's it, too bad. It, it was fine. Um, and I watched the Dragon Prince season five because that came out too. But I also cool. started watching out what we do in the shadows. Oh, nice! Which has been really good. That show is fantastic. It's so good. How far into it are you? Uh, I'm on episode four of the season. Oh, cool. cool! Did you watch any of it? Not this season yet. God, there's just—it's not a spoiler, but they <laughs> Sean starts running for office and mm-hmm. he makes a T-shirt that says, "Hey, I'm being gay over here." <laughs> and I and immediately uh, googled it, and there's like six people selling T-shirts. Yes, yeah. it was like the funny, like it was I like. Just, 
Probably pages of Redbubble dedicated to that. To that, the the, the other shirt he had was uh, yes, Sean, because it was it was like a pride parade. They were like yeah. being a part of. But anyways, and very good. Watch the new season. They especially like if you saw how season four ended. They yeah, yeah. they've picked up really well, and they're like watch it. But yeah. okay, cool. Anyways, yeah, yeah I love that show. <laughs> yeah, was amazing. It was, really good. it was really good. We I love was, some uh, super pumped about it. Uh, I've been I've been fighting in the trenches. I've been been on Reddit arguing with people like a motherfucker because of course it's the topic of the week. But um yeah, there's there's an argument that is being made that's I think very valid and it's uh talking about all of the indigenous people that got displaced in New Mexico for that uninhabited I'm doing air quotes area of land for the bomb testing Mm -hmm. that was completely written out of the movie I think if that's one of your criticisms of like they just kind of steamrolled over the fact that like and then the people that lived in the surrounding area got like the radiation test the soldiers and I knew about this ahead of time the soldiers that they portrayed as like being pumped to be part of the test were not told what was going on they just dropped nuclear bombs on them and then they denied the fact that they were in the area that like that and then they denied their medical claims and then they refused to acknowledge it existed for about 50 years I think I think it's a good I think it is actually an interesting point that they could have addressed some way they have the one thing that you're kind of eye rolly is like Oppenheimer's like, you should give it back to the Indians, his words. Um, and they're like, ha ha, no. <laughs> well, you should give this radioactive waste we made back to the... <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thanks. Oh, oh. Everyone cool. claps him on the back and gives him a medal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're so brave. You took care of those savages nicely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool they movie. all have cancer. <laughs> I like Matt Damon in it. He's in like a different movie than everyone else. <laughs> he's he did, ha- he's having like a good time in a weird and like no one else is. He did a he did a good job of portraying just like a general that's above the politics and shit. Like just yes. a man doing his duty, which is was refreshing to see. Yeah. And um Jack Quaid's in there from the boys. He's yep. playing oh. bongos. <laughs> Okay. Um, There's like archival photos of one scientist there was playing bongos, and he's that character. So, who's the who's the other one? The other side. Oh, Josh Peck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Drake and Josh. Oh, that's fine. He's in it. There's every everyone's like a guy in it, and especially if you've watched a lot of the Oscar movies over the last several years, there's a bunch of people who you'll be like, oh, that's a guy. Yeah. (laughs) That guy. Yeah, there's a lot of people who aren't in the movie that much, but they get their own like title card because they've won Best Actor Oscars, <laughs> and they were not like publicized to be in the movie. Yep. So you're like, oh, when's that guy going to pop up? It's like for 45 seconds later, yeah. <laughs> hour two. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I had a good time. I'm sad that The Witcher got not as interesting, I guess, <sighs> but I haven't watched it yet either. It's hard to be like. It's not like I. It's not like I didn't enjoy the season. They just. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're gonna do a multiverse thing, and that's how they're gonna write off the like the Liam thing. It just that's sucks. weird because like oh, I, wow. I really like Siri. You know, like I, I was. Saying, I saw a, a thread on Twitter, not on Threads, um, that was about sort of where it went wrong, and it was kind of talking about. I haven't read the books, but you have, right? No, but you have? I haven't finished them, but I've read most okay. of them. And it was talking about how it sort of tried to thread a kind of middle ground between appealing to people who have only played The Witcher 3 
and appealing to book readers. I, and it ended up kind that. of doing neither and also trying to do its own thing. Okay. And it should have just picked kind of the books or it should have just been for people who care about like Geralt and Siri and Yen being like a little family mm-hmm. um, from, you know, Witcher 3 times. But Oh, yeah. Well, even The Witcher 3, they like they could have because they do the the gap where she's like, you know, like disappeared yeah. or whatever. So like they probably shouldn't have announced Garrett was leaving. They should have like yeah. let that like go on in the background, done a season with yeah. Siri doing her own thing. And then they could have like negotiated and like felt the, cause like, remember when like you didn't know what an actor was doing? Like there wouldn't be an, an you, I don't know. There's no bleak reference in Witcher three. When somebody asked Siri, like, where have you been? And she's like, I was in all these different worlds. And one of the worlds she describes is like, definitely an Easter egg for cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I, so just yes. do a season where she's in cyberpunk 2077. Yes. I do remember that, <laughs> but I, I feel like they're going to come to regret the not giving him whatever he wanted. Yeah. I mean, that's like a real dude. So yeah. All right. Let's uh, exercise. <laughs> Is it exercise? I like that. I did it. Uh, we can go around the horn. I haven't seen this movie before. I always have known a lot about it. It's a really big deal of a movie and, you know, iconic and super influential and arguably the most important horror movie ever made or the best horror movie ever made or the scariest horror movie ever made. Depending on what poll you're looking at, it's normally near the top of any of those categories. Um, I knew a lot of scenes and clips that end up in shows that are counting down, you know, top moments in movie history, stuff like that. Uh, but I hadn't sat down and watched it before. How about you guys? Um, I had watched it like in bits and pieces, like I think on TV, like over the course of my whole life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only watched it from start to finish for the first time, like last Halloween. Oh, wow. It was on a streaming service and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch this. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I had never seen it before. I did not know like, you know, enough you know i knew she gets possessed or whatever i know she vomits um <laughs> what else there's a very little i knew about this movie actually i knew um i knew someone fell down a staircase i think i actually knew the ending that someone like, the dude goes out the window down the yeah. stairs spoilers I yeah know. i did know i did also know that but i think that's yeah. it really yeah. i did not know much about this movie cool it's funny, so I didn't know anything about it. This was also my first time watching the movie, but on Amazon, and I don't know if it was for everyone, I thought it had the perfect synopsis I've ever seen in my life because it was like, all right, top to bottom, The Exorcist. I know there's an exorcist in it. Okay, what's it about? Little girl gets possessed by an evil spirit. Little girl, evil spirit. Cool. All right, what's gonna, is it like a, an action Like, is, the, is he gonna like fight the demon? Suspense, horror, terror. Nope, it's going to be a horror movie. There you go. Nothing else you need to know. Like, I got a good idea, and they spoiled nothing. So I yeah, thought yeah. it was probably the best, like... Were you confused when it starts up, and it's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You're like, why are we <laughs> digging up things in the desert for 25 minutes? <laughs> S- loved the beginning. 
I don't know what happened when he got back to America up until when he went out the window. They lost my attention entirely. I have no idea what happened in that time period. Like them trying to get me it's to like care about- It's like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I could not give a shit about the family. I kept like watching oh, wow. him like doing regular stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't- Oh, So you, you, so you consider Max von Cedo the main character and everyone else just get off my screen? I, I Dude, I was like- That dude doesn't get even a name until an hour and 33 minutes. <laughs> I'm not gonna I don't know I felt real bad I was like I'm gonna get burnt at the stake I did not like this movie it's a different kind of movie um, <laughs> wow okay yeah well, we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it uh, alright so uh, a lot of us are eligible to- that's unusual behavior for Robbie to not like this movie and he's been kind of aggressive this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he's been speaking languages that he shouldn't know. He's <laughs> telling oh, no. you your mom sucks cocks in hell. And yeah. Well, that's really normal. just, well, actually, you know what? That's the most yeah. normal thing he's doing. <laughs> he's flashing us. Like, okay. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's, he's, back. he's, he's okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. back. That's our Robbie. <laughs> Uh, so a few of us are eligible to give a one room plot summary. Do you want to do it? You already were you looking at notes or something? I was looking at my notes. I don't have a one minute plot summary written <laughs> down. Um, yeah, I can give one. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, this movie's kind of plot light, honestly. Yeah, you, you try and do it in thirty seconds. Then challenge yourself. I'll do it in ten. It's the hundredth episode. I'm, I'm He's gonna, gonna do it in ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just rehash the plot summary Amazon gave him. I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it in ten seconds. Okay, I'm ready. You he ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Um, so our movie starts, someone's digging up stuff in the desert. He's finding things that I think are evil. He's spooked. Then we're back in America, I guess. Um, we're following a family. They're happy and everything's great. We also keep seeing a priest. The daughter starts acting weird. They start bringing her to doctors. They think there's all these things wrong with her. She gets worse very fast. (laughs) She's just becoming a horrible Things are going poorly for that priest. Uh, eventually, it is very clear that this daughter is possessed because she, things are floating around her room and horrible shit's happening. She's crawling around like a spider, attacking people. Uh, and the mom meets this priest because he's also a psychiatrist and the doctors can't help. And uh, she convinces him to try to do an exorcism on her. Um, during this time, uh, the daughter actually ends up killing somebody. The police are investigating now. They try the exorcism. It doesn't work. And the priest offers the, tells the demon to, to take him instead. And as soon as it comes into his body, he jumps out the window, down a flight of stairs and dies. And then uh, the girl's fine. And then just kind of wrap it up. The end. I'm, I messed up my timeline. It wasn't when the dude died. It was when he found the, um, the, the jar on the front yard. Like the 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 thing the demon came from. There was like another guy walking by, and he was like, the oh, "Police officer the, finds the, it, I think, right?" The thing that's that's where I picked back up because I remember the crawling on the ceiling. I remember like the the daughter slapping the mom. I remember like all the the doctor stuff. So, the the spider walk scene that that was in the version you watched. Yeah. Okay. Down the stairs. Yeah. Was that not in your version? See, when I didn't remember the, the, that scene at all. The and theatrical then... version did not have that. Okay. That I was that, the That's the version movie. that, that's the version only came out in like 2000. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's definitely original. Yeah, they filmed it at the time, but uh, William Freakin cut it. I wasn't expecting it at all. I was like, he what? thought it was too intense to happen that early in the movie, that he wanted it to be a slower boil. That was the best scene in the whole movie. 
it is impressive because that's a gymnast that they got to actually do that. Really? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it was very clearly real. Like I saw it and yeah. I was, and it is. She's in a disturbing a harness. Or they made a harness for her. I guess she was able to do it without. It's unclear if they if she's wore it or not. Um, some this is all apocryphal. So the, the, I guess we should say off the front of. the... I watched the theatrical version. You guys watched the version you haven't seen before, or the director's cut. There's a few different names for it. Extended version. Um, that's about eleven minutes longer. So it's not just that. It's a bunch of stuff. It's eleven minutes worth of stuff longer. So you know which version you watched. The one I watched is. Two hours, two minutes. Yours is probably two hour, twelve minutes. I think so. It was. It wasn't just straight up one hundred and twenty. It was like, yeah. Did she spider crawl down the stairs? Yeah. Yes. Then you watch the same one as I. Guess. Yeah. 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 There's not like huge differences, but there's a lot of other stuff. There's also uh, more of the Pazuzu faces that show up. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel less crazy now because I was like, I don't remember any of this, and I paid yeah. attention to this movie when I watched it. It's also funny because it's. Um, Probably a misuse of the term Mandela effect, but it's definitely like adds a creepy thing. If you had only seen the other version and then you're watching this version, you're like, I do not remember I that. I did. I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, I definitely watched uh, this movie and I don't remember this happening. And yeah. it's, scary. it's funny that they took it out because it wanted to be like a slow burn. And I felt like the movie had a very slow roll, even with the way it was. Yeah. Like, I really did feel like they rolled it all yeah. really slowly. If you can imagine that part just getting lifted right out, then you can still be like, oh, I can see why some people are like, no, Reagan's fine. She just needs, like, some time. But, like, if that happens, you got to be like, no, she did some crazy shit on the that stairs. That was wrong, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. A I definitely, bunch of people saw it. I definitely <laughs> felt, uh, honestly, I feel that way immediately. Like, I don't want to jump too far. But, like, one of the when her mom first brings her, it's when the bed's shaking. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're probably crazy. That's you just. It like, could have been a seizure. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't see it. Okay. She's the only one that did. saw it, and they're like, "This is a hysterical woman." It's the seventies. Yeah, but didn't like a squad of doctors come like right after that and watch her like do a whole bunch of other crazy shit? And no. they're like, "Yeah, she's just insane." No, they, they, they watched said her she's do, like adrenaline. Basically, they watched her do the one where she was like whipping herself around a bit. Yeah. Okay. They said it was like a mom lifting a car off their kid. They honestly, I did like the excuses the doctors provide. They were like just borderline, where like if you haven't seen the supernatural shit that it, you could like, but the mom had it's been bad. seeing the supernatural shit. But I think she just didn't have any other options. No, but to be like, okay, they, they kept being like, so. "What'd your husband see though?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not here. Hmm, okay, well, she probably just needs Advil. <laughs> It's got to be PMS, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how old is your daughter? 12? Oh, well, yeah. It's probably time. It checks out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so we saw a different version, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah, but um, the main points are the same, I I'm would so say. glad that you cleared that up for me because I was very yes, confused. That is one of the things about it. The movie has a storied and ridiculous production history, but... Um, since this is a first watch for a lot of us, I don't think a lot of us like did a ton of research because we like to mostly just react. So I'll say there are literally entire podcasts, multi-part podcasts about the ridiculous production of this movie. I don't think we're going to get into it too much because I would just be like reading a Wikipedia article and making you guys all listen to me and it's already nine. So um, suffice to say, people died during it. There were a lot of accidents. Both Ellen Burstyn and Linda Blair got lifelong injuries from the movie. Who are those two? Uh, Ellen Burstyn's the mom. Linda Blair's the Reagan, the kid. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Is so. it from the like the harnesses that was fucking throwing the kid around? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That uh, Friedkin kept making everyone get thrown harder. Uh, William Friedkin directed this movie. Uh, noted crazy guy. <laughs> um, they think maybe the Oscar win, uh, really the year before, maybe the win went to Friedkin's set for French Connection. Um, uh, Ellen Burstyn, the mom, the scene where Reagan throws her and she lands and she screams. She broke her cosmics in that scene. That's the take they used. Oh, That's why she's screaming. <laughs> it's your tailbone, right? Yeah. Um, um, they didn't really fix it that well at the time. It still hurts her today. <laughs> I don't think they can fix it. Now, that's one of those ones they just tell you to deal with it. <laughs> this uh, this is one of the movies where like they said people were like passing out in the theater and stuff, right? Or am I yeah. crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the seventies. People haven't seen this shit before. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie. Two priests walk into an apartment in Georgetown. One's addicted to barbiturates. One's having mommy issues. You'll never believe what happens next. Did they explain those were perpetuates or did, were we just supposed to know that? I don't know if they ever mentioned exactly what it is. I'm sure they specify in the book. And I think that's what it is. But I haven't read the book. I couldn't tell if they were like a prescribed thing or but it's clear they were supposed to be like a like I he wasn't supposed to take. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't seem very official how he's doing it in this <laughs> I, weird I, little I, pill that, that silver pill box he's got. I thought he, yeah, I, I didn't think it was official. <laughs> I don't know. I like that that's the guy they call in because it's like, we literally know of one guy who could do this. I, I guess call him in from Iraq where he is. Seen some shit. Anyway, general impressions of the movie? Uh, it aged really well. The effects are great. Like, I feel like it still looks really good. Yeah. Um, like, the shit that worked, like, really hit still. Yeah. Um, the score is really nice. It's fucking creepy. Like, yes. uh, even, like, as soon as it opens, the music they have playing and stuff, they do a good job. Like, the that it's got that aesthetic that keeps it real creepy, I feel like. Um, I didn't feel like it was particularly scary, but I think it's just how things have changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But it was definitely creepy and it was very unsettling. Um, I, 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 overall, I liked it a lot. I thought I thought it was really good. There were some things like it was a bit they slow roll you pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Robbie had already mentioned it. Some of the stuff in the beginning with the family and stuff. I understand it's important to like establish those characters, but I didn't, especially with the mom. We got a lot of backstory on that mom for a character who's like. Not she, she wasn't interesting. They were giving me backstory I didn't care about. Yeah, I would. I, I I'd rather see more about like establishing Reagan as like yeah. I, I, they do it a little bit in the beginning too when she's like, you know, talking to the mom like because they have to establish how good of a kid she is and her personality so you can see it change. But like the mom, like I I didn't care about what acting job the mom had. I guess they had to establish her. She's rich when she's telling her kid, "We'll get a pony when we go home." She uh, had at least two servants. She had a couple She's, servants. You she know, said, "We'll see. We'll see." Yeah. Um, but I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was terrible. I, I, it, it was just, it was a little slow, but um, obviously, like picks up. And um, I don't know. I, overall, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how you guys felt about it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, it was way creepier with that scene with spider crawling down the stairs. Okay, that's got to be one of the best scenes I've seen in a horror movie. Wicked creepy. So good. It's Wicked so creepy. good. Yeah. yeah. It just looks so good. 
It is the version that's in like the director's cut, but at the time he thought it took away from it. Or depending on who you ask, or like the wires on the harness were too obvious, but by 2000 they could easily just sort of digitally paint them out. Or I get it because I, like I feel like that was the scariest scene. And if you have it like in the middle of the movie, then it's yeah. like, oh. I think it was the scariest scene in the movie. It's like an established part of it too, because this, the exorcist as an IP, I guess, shows up at um, some of the, I forget what park it is in. Maybe it's Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal, but one of like the big theme parks that does in October haunt houses, spooky houses, whatever, haunted houses. (laughs) That's, yeah. Um, One of the ones, they're always themed to either original IP or to movies. The Exorcist is one. And one of the gags in that is the spider walk down a thing. Oh, that's so cool. it's like a recognized part of the movie, you know. Oh, know what the movie could do without? There was way too much medical stuff. All yeah. the needles and stuff, I couldn't yeah. watch. I can't Not watch enjoy that. that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know there was like literal surgery happening in this. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to turn away. I can't it watch that. Away from all that stuff. Yeah. You, you too? Yeah. Yeah. No. You're yeah, not as bad as me, I don't think. Like, even just, the, like, a lot of times they're just giving out, like, sedatives and stuff. I don't even want to see that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I like, the, need, the needles really bother me. The, the surgery kind of stuff is way worse, but even the needles, like, kind of bother like me. When the doctors tell... The blood draws that, right? Christine, like, oh, we're going to have to do another spinal, and she's like, oh, no. And I think, like, the audience is also like, oh, come on, stop. <laughs> yeah, we're going back? Yeah. Yes. Yep, we're going back. Yeah, I could they do don't a... do the whole process again, but you yes. see you're, like, in the thing. That might just be me, over. but, like, I could have really doubted out that. Uh, I think that is a fairly common, even even contemporary through today. A lot of people call that like the most unnecessary part of the movie. Um, but I think they filmed the filmmakers and took a certain amount of delight out, out of uh, delights, maybe the wrong word, but they relished showing how fucked up medical stuff is too. Yeah. Um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, just oh. like how violated this girl is in every way through this process. Yeah. Yes. I guess like it does make sense why it's there when you think about it. Cause you're like, they're exhausting like every possible like yeah. thing that could possibly be wrong. And like, that's why the mom's like, man, I can't keep going through this without getting any kind of answers. You know, I guess it makes more sense to make them turn towards an exorcist. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that part is where I remembered, I was like, oh, I think they talked about people like passing out during this film. And I can see why this is where I would go. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, so like, I I didn't hate it. I just feel like it's a little bit, I don't want to say overhyped because I can't see it through the like 1970s view. So so, like, Mm -hmm. that's fully fair. I think it definitely probably set a lot of genre things. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot to be respected by it. I don't know if scary movie ruined it, but just like all of the scenes where their little girl is just like swearing felt like it would be more at home in a comedy than in a horror. Like it it was just unsettling, but not in like a scary way. It was like in a, I don't know, like what the, it was like triangle of sadness. It was like, this is just like gross out to me anyway. Like all the, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I really didn't appreciate that. I didn't find it like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't scare me when she's like talking about fucking people and all that weird shit. Every time I saw, it, I could just, all I could think was like, "How old is this actress?" That's well, that <laughs> so that and then yeah, but they they made spoofs on it in scary movie. It it's pretty much identical. Like they didn't have to change that much of the dialogue. Um, I, I like that honestly, though. I it was it was still unsettling. It was like especially with the voice they do for it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I was hoping they didn't have her do that and they just did that in post, like the voice. They had her do it. Um, they originally were going to use like a sort of pitch shifted version of her doing it, but then they ended up not liking that. So that's why those parts are overdubbed. You can kind of tell in the audio. Uh, that's overdubbed by a different actress. Uh, and then her double, who doesn't do that voice, I think, is the one that shows up in a couple frames, the Pazuzu face. Mm-hmm. That's Reagan's double, who is sometimes standing in for Linda Blair during like the actual physical confrontations. Um, but not all of the physical stuff because Linda Blair got a back injury. So I think she fractured a vertebrae in this movie. Oh man. It's not great. That's the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Movie starts out in Iraq. Weird. And, uh, shot awesomely. You don't even really get a ton of dialogue from a really well old aged makeup. Max von Sydow here. Mm -hmm. Um, He's only, I think, 40 in this movie, or he's like 44. Oh, shit. They did a good job. Yeah, that makeup's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, if you asked me how old that dude was, I would have told you 70. 70. Yeah, Yeah. he's playing 70. I think it's supposed to add 30 years and does a good job. Wow. Yeah. Um, And he he does a good job, like, when he's later in the apartment, like going up the stairs like a 70 year old man. (laughs) That makes Midnight Mass so much worse. (laughs) I know. That came out in 2021, and their old age makeup is ridiculous. It's not good. Anyway, but that was awesome. When this started, I was very invested because I didn't know a lot about the movie, but I was really curious. I was like, I was like, yeah, so it has to go from like Indiana Jones to some girl vomiting on a priest. (laughs) How do we get here? You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. After about 15 minutes, it says Georgetown and then the rest of the movie. Yeah. After all 15 minutes, uh, after all 10 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm ready now. (laughs) Send me where we're going. Uh, One thing I didn't track that you guys can definitely help me with. How did the lock get or the symbol or whatever get to Reagan? I have no idea. I don't think that they ever tell you. Okay, good. It doesn't, no. yeah, okay. that I was it's, it's, so confused uh, on. What, Captain Howdy in the attic or whatever? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, so she was already possessed at that point is the thought. I thought she was just like having an imaginary friend with the... the... Yeah, that's it too. Okay. But they had they had, they had a Pazuzu in the attic and they Carl should have checked that when, when Chris was hearing all those sounds up in the attic. Fucking Carl refuses yeah. to go check if there's rats. Yeah. He definitely didn't check for Pazuzus. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, the beginning scene though, I absolutely loved too. And I, uh, I had to Google it because I was like, wow, is this like actual footage of just like life in Iraq at the time? Yeah. They filmed in Iraq and we yes. did not have good relations when they did that. Huh. Like they, somebody, when I, the immediate Wikipedia blurb was just like, they weren't sure they were going to be able to get back or something like that. Like, or they, or they were concerned about them potentially coming back after filming. It was like, that's great. Uh, yep. It's I, an actual world heritage site that they shoot the like excavation part in that ISIL blew up. That's, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I had a feeling that the, and the, as it was coming up, I was like, oh man, I forgot about this shit. This is the like one value valid argument for the British Museum's bullshit because something like this happens once in a blue fucking moon. But yeah. Right, right, right. Seriously. But um that's why they can't give all those things back to Greece. <laughs> Greece yeah. You know ice is good at any time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh while, while this scene I, I kept thinking the old dude was gonna murder someone because he was very clearly unraveling this whole time. Yeah. Mm. Turns out he was just jonesing for some pills. Yeah. I remember when I saw this back in October, I was like, 
I was so confused by this opening scene because yes. I had seen bits and parts of the, the, the movie and I was like, this is not it. I don't know what this is. This is like Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park. Like, I don't know what's happening. And we just like fade out on an old guy staring at a statue. Yep. And then, yes. like, and then it was back to what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, yep. okay, so that just never happened. We'll just move on. That is one of the parts of the movie that confused me because I don't understand. Like, they don't really say how, like none of this is relevant until they find the little statue like at the bottom of the stairs and I'm like why is this there and then the old guy comes back in the end yeah and I'm like okay I still don't understand what happened to the guy I think it just ended up there so the whole idea right so like the Michael Myers thing in in Halloween uh there's no it could be there's no pattern yeah yeah it could happen to you you know do you think he like threw it out the window because he was getting the heebie-jeebies by it or something? And then saw it like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he was never possessed. He was just withdrawn. Or- yeah. Yeah. We think so. Or he had some, he's had some stuff, that guy. He had seen some stuff for sure. And we, we assume he was haunting him maybe or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, they established he's kind of done this thing before. But anyway, yeah. So then, a lot of the movie takes place in uh, the apartment or the fur- the furnished apartment that seemingly Warner Brothers is putting Chris, the uh, movie star mm-hmm. actress, up in, in Georgetown. Um, good apartment. Yeah, they're loaded. As soon as she said, we'll see to the horse thing, I was like, oh, they got money. Yeah. She, she didn't promise her a horse. She was just like, oh, so we'll get a horse. She's like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, like but it wasn't a no. A, there was a much like lower bar of wealth needed to be able to have servants. Like I feel like there's only like a handful yeah. of people now that would have servants. I don't think those were theirs though. Those were like from the studio. Oh, because that's just like a place that they. She's like the star of their movie, so they just like give give. Her I think they were hers because exactly. in, in the in the end, she asked them to come to her new place in Europe or whatever. And, like the driver went no. with her in the other. Well, the driver driving the The maid stayed. Oh. Yeah, but the she maid could have come. Well, yeah, the other one was just her assistant. I thought who was like quitting her job because uh, I thought she, was, like, she saw nanny. the devil. <laughs> I, I assume she was a nanny. Yeah, I thought she was okay. a nanny because well, he was think, watching Reagan during anyway, the day. Right. No. I guess we gotta crack open the the case of who are these people are employed by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we got. This is. We need some pace. So very important. <laughs> e- either way, it's established that she's like a recognizable movie star. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, she has to put on like you know the big glasses and the head wrap and like oh please don't talk to me when she's out in public sometimes. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, I didn't know that part of it that there was like an explicit Warner Brothers production that she was working <laughs> yeah, on. And I in thought DC. that was funny. I was like that it's Warner Brothers is the production that's yeah. going on. Uh, but anyway, they don't do like a ton with that aside just from that one scene. And then and the and cop asked her for an autograph. Yes. <laughs> And that, yeah, they just, I I guess it's just to establish why she's wealthy, maybe. Yes. The, uh, this happens later, but when the cop is not necessarily interrogating, but sort of questioning Chris, Ellen Burstyn, and she asks him if he wants more coffee in the sense of like, like in the kind of social situation where it's like, well, she wants him to leave and just asking him if he wants something else mm-hmm. will kind of, he'll be like, oh no, thanks. And he says, yeah, sure. I'll have more coffee. Mm-hmm. And she looks like, uh, and what she's what she's playing is realizing that her daughter murdered the director of the movie. Um, but in this moment, it just looks like she is so beside herself angry that this guy wanted more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> which is she, which I think is in there too because she just wants him to leave. Yeah. 
but like how did this guy doesn't pick up on social signals uh, at all and she like walks by him and she's like well, shaking thank <laughs> god because like yes. he's like oh yeah some man must have broken his neck and thrown him out the window and then at the end he comes up immediately after a guy got thrown out of the window and it's like holy shit the Flash came in here, murdered this guy, and left. Because, like, that little girl should be in jail. <laughs> like, yeah. that would have been, like, a, a fun, like, I don't know. Like, I think if the movie was made today, it would have ended with the police arresting her because it looked like she just murdered the guy and you can't prove she was possessed. You know what I mean? I, I, especially she with didn't the, murder him. How can you prove she murdered him? Well. She never touched him. Yeah, he jumped out that window. Yeah, he jumped out that window. And the other priest died because of like devil magic. <laughs> is that what yeah. kind of forensic traces could they get back to Reagan with? Well, wasn't the other guy thrown? And where did that too? devil get his the first powers? Guy? Yeah. <laughs> the first guy I think was thrown out the window, but like they said, it would have to be someone really strong because they like snapped his neck yeah. around. Well, they specifically said he was killed and then thrown out the window. Well, and so, but that happened, and they were like, but there was nobody else in the. Ro- it room they established all of that and then at the end he comes in right after the priest was not like the priest went through the window yeah. so no she, they can't prove she threw them but it's like huh that's weird there's been two people that died in your room when you were alone by going out of windows i know i was wondering like how that yeah. all settled um, with the but i think, my I think was, the, the cop is suggesting that though, i think the, the, the cop beginning. was coming because he, he keeps going like mm, that's really weird i guess someone came in and out in that like two second span between people having eyes it, on. Oh, I thought he was being super sexist and just yeah, like discounting yeah, yeah. the I, idea that, the, but like, I assume that's why he was like kept picking at it was because he was like implying Because he cut back in the end of the movie and the priest is like, oh, you just missed him. And they're, they're like booking it out of the country. Okay. okay. They're gone. They're going to like Europe. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. That, that makes that makes more sense. They pro- the the wheels of justice spin slower. It's coming back like, hey, uh, <laughs> we <laughs> need to talk about this. Oh, he comes back at the end. The yeah. Oh, he didn't come back for you. Nope. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh. We'll no, the, the that. priest just the priest. Uh, Chris hands the priest the chain, and he walks over to the stairs and looks down at the movie ends. Oh no! He looks down. He looks up at the window, and as he goes to walk away the detective comes back and is like going to go in the house and he's like, oh, you just missed them. They left. And he like talks to him the same way he talks to Damien is like, you like movies? <laughs> really? Yep. Yeah. And he asks him, he's like, I got tickets. And the other the guy says the exact life. same. He's like, who's in the movie? And he tells him like, just the way he tells Damien, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, another one. <laughs> yeah. Have you had lunch yet? And then he goes, no. And then they go and eat lunch. Yeah, they walk off together. I think the way the movie ends in the actual cut's a lot more atmospheric. <laughs> I think so. I thought he, it was he, weird. he stares down the stairs. He's like the house is in the background and it's looking at his view down the stairs, house in the background. And then it's just a wide shot of him walking away from the stairs as the theme song starts playing again. Oh, yeah, and that's then probably better. Then cut to black, the exorcist. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that version. <laughs> that's after, that's really funny. After they introduce Chris, they is when Damien starts popping up right because for a while for the majority of this movie he's just kind of wandering around doing his own thing (laughs) talking to his mom yeah yes through that until that moment he's been in i guess talking to his mom in new york or something so i knew like it a little bit about the movie but not much but i knew the priest does the exorcism so when i saw this guy i was like oh he's gonna be the priest who does it 
I expect him to be kind of like heroic or like stoic, but he's just kind of sad and like anxious and stressed out. He's he's a tissue paper man. Kind of wants to die already. (laughs) Yeah, Father Karras is, uh, you know, you can can tell this guy's kind of, uh, he's not a hero. He is he's not just a, a guy. Hero. He's he's having a crisis of faith when the movie starts. Yes, before he sees all this stuff. Okay, I will say <laughs> he does heroic shit at the end ultimately, but he's like a normal dude. I'm not very religious, but if I met the devil, I would change my mind. <laughs> well, that's he ultimately is like you know, devil getting me. We we're don't... getting one way ticket to the bottom of those stairs. So <laughs> that doesn't. Kill the devil. <laughs> it does, <laughs> right? He got it out of he got it out of Reagan, and then he didn't want to then be possessed by the devil. I guess. Yeah, but what? I don't know. Oh, I thought he was about to kill her. That's why he he, he was. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yes, that I does think kill we're saying the, devil. the same thing. And now <laughs> yeah. the devil's gone. And I, I, what I thought was going to happen too is when the priest came to give him the last rites, then it was going to jump into him, and then like that was how like the the oh, series continues. But yeah. I guess he Could just. Have. Die. Yeah. Get a dad. Although I haven't seen The Exorcist too, so maybe that's picks <laughs> up with yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't let it in. You gotta let it in, right? Reagan was using the Ouija board. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. The spirit came somehow through the thing and it was hanging out in the attic. And then she used the Ouija board, so it saw an opening. Maybe. Am oh. I the only one who is upset that they don't refer to him as Captain Howdy the whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like at all times, even when they don't need it. The power of Christ compels you, comma, Captain Howdy. Instead of referring to it as like the devil or demon during the exorcism, they should like use his proper name, Captain Howdy. What is your name, Captain Howdy? (laughs) Like, I was, as soon as they said it, Captain Howdy initially, I was like, well, this is the the, the monster. They better call him Captain Howdy the old time. Yeah. No, but if they made it today, they absolutely yeah. would. He didn't serve for that many years to not get his captain title. <laughs> was it captain? It was captain. Yes, captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. Uh, and he doesn't. Even, captain Howdy doesn't even have a credit in the cast list. This is ridiculous. Um, so the version I watched, at least, really half and half ish, hour in an hour of build up, getting that pot boiling, mm-hmm. and the real crazy stuff doesn't really happen until the second half of the movie. Um, and then the exorcism, the theatrical cut two hours and two minutes long with credits. Uh, the exorcism doesn't start happening until about an hour 40 in. Yeah. I was going to say the exorcism. Proportionally probably the same in the extended cut. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what crazy stuff happens while she's still getting checked out by doctors. And it's not a lot. The bed, yeah. the bed, her doing the like, she's starting to get cuts flail, on her face. The cuts showing the, up, you know, Oh yeah, her like stabbing her genitals with the crucifix. Yeah, happens. Tactfully put. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. That that was yeah yeah yeah. That was scene. probably the most that happened that far. Yeah. Yeah, because then that's when they sedate her and she's strapped to the bed for the rest of the movie. Right after that scene, but the doctors are still. I think that's right around when the doctors are like, "Yeah, remember when we told you let's not do a psychiatrist? You need a psychiatrist." <laughs> I like that they, every time she talks to doctors, there's more doctors there, and she's angrier at all of them each yes. time. At one point, the mom says, like, I've seen 80-something doctors, and all I could think was, well, bitch, you ain't rich anymore. I'll wait till that medical bill comes in. <laughs> Warner Brothers is paying for it. <laughs> she's not on set while this is happening. They need to get her back on set. That's true. Um, 
And yeah, I uh, I don't know. I like all that stuff. I don't love the surgery scene, but I like all the. Well, okay, we keep progressing. Uh, even a good psychiatrist would tell you the first thing we need to do is rule out every like physical option. I, I do like the doctor stuff because they do just enough where it's like I understand why the doctors would not think like it feels kind of reasonable the mom has seen some stuff that isn't yes quite there she's seen the bed like bucking she's seen the door getting yeah the furniture attacking her and closing the door and stuff like that yeah so she's seen those things but not like a ton of it and it's enough where it's like i don't know it's really hard to just be like it's but the devil. <laughs> you probably also want to be right. in denial too. Yeah, it's an, uh, enough where I could see her trying to like be like, no, that's I, I I'm stressed yeah. or I don't somebody know. is giving you a rational explanation. You you'll take that. Yes. Right? Yeah. And when she's appealing to the priest, who's played by Jason Miller, and if we should have said that, yeah, this is his first film role, actually. Damien. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, he's kind of hearing what Chris is saying, but also kind of saying the same stuff the doctor's been saying. And then when she confides in him that like she's pretty sure Reagan killed the director, then you can tell he's kind of going like, oh, okay, so you're just looking for a way that this isn't your daughter that did this like terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, I mean, she's right, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Or this movie wouldn't happen. Yes. <laughs> and he's like a psychologist for the church? Uh, yeah, psychiatrist. Yes. Psychiatrist. I think. Yep. Um, he was... Priest first, and then the Jesuits put him through school. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, he mentions that. To Harvard, Bellevue, Johns Hopkins, places like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, um, shit, I want to go become a priest. I didn't realize they would just send you through school. I really... Oh, man, so this was the 70s, so he was the guy that they were sending all the priests to that were, like, molesting all the kids, right? Oh, probably, yeah. I've yeah. seen some shit. Yeah. 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 He, well, yeah, that was why he's losing his faith. He was mentioned to the police officer something like oh i wouldn't tell you anyway <laughs> kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's a uh, hippa right yeah he's got hippa also um, yeah i did like his little interaction with the police officer yeah and then he's like yeah, yeah no worst case scenario i just say they said it in confession yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't legally pry that from me i guess um so yeah but then the movie kicks off i eventually uh, i like the slow burn stuff I, know, I, I, I do know. too. I do. I do too. Yeah. The, I think the only slow burn, I like, I just wished it was a little less of the mom and a little more Reagan. Um, but it was mostly Reagan, honestly. There was just a little more of the mom that I needed. And then the little beginning part could have been a little shorter for me. But uh, overall, I, I liked it. I really, I, I do like some of the, the the mom stuff too. I like uh, when she's on the phone with like the operator trying to get in touch with the dad, I think, for the, over the birthday. And she's, <laughs> Yelling at them, and I think she says, "Like, do you have to take an illiteracy test to get this job?" <laughs> I've already given you the phone number four fucking times. <laughs> I've been on hold for twenty fucking minutes. It's like it's not that long. <laughs> it's not long. <laughs> and you haven't assisted or well, maid or nanny or whoever. It, it was long <laughs> then because I don't think Comcast was around yet. Oh, that's right. She <laughs> had to cancel her phone bill before. Her phone's there was no internet, so you didn't have to be on the phone with them for that, at least. Yeah. 
This movie, I feel like, had some weird cuts. Like, I feel like it was edited strange. Like, yes. I feel like things happened, and I thought I had missed something, but I didn't. It was just... That did happen a couple times. Yeah. There's I a, might not have missed as much as I thought that. <laughs> it might just be that. Like, so it's it's the first time Reagan goes to the doctors where I felt like I missed something because it's, like, a, a pretty big jump. All this, like, I was like, why is she... Like, she hadn't done too much unusual stuff at all yet, like, for her to be at the doctor's. There's a few times that there's just a quick reference to, oh, it's a number of months or whatever later. No, probably not months, but it's more than just later that day has yes. passed. That like a thing happened in between, you know, like, you know, Father Karras has gone to New York and back and his mom's died mm-hmm. since. Yes. And that's all handled just like boom, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Um, the psychiatric care his mom was in or whatever. Not great. No, they didn't have great psychiatric care. Was it what, what anniversary is his 50th, right? 50th, yeah. Did not have great care for years ago. I see why the psychiatrist is the last option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they revisit a mental ward, I believe. Exorcist 3 is mostly there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not these people because they're dead. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So the editing style. It does this thing that there's a few horror movies that try and do this. You see this a lot in greatly, greatly inspired by The Exorcist, elevated horror that happens today that is a lot of more slow burns. Um, There is an editing style where it's just a little bit offbeat. Uh, It's a little bit quicker and harsher cuts. Stuff goes from like a quiet scene and it cuts directly to Reagan screaming. It's not really a jump scare. It's just uh, not the kind of transition you'd see in a really like super slick mainstream. Yep. Um, this did have a lot of creepy stuff. Uh, like before she goes in the attic, then like constantly showing the attic entrance. And then when she finally decides to go in it, I don't know if you notice when she like pulls the attic down, the hallway light is on and it is the dimmest fucking light ever. I know they do this all time in horror movies where like the light is on and it's just fucking pitch black anyway. And then she's like, I'll use this birthday candle (laughs) to go wander my attic. My attic that is fucking full of old school mousetraps that I do not know where they are. I'm going to wander around barefoot. Yeah. When they showed one mousetrap and it, I thought she was going to step on one. I thought she was going to step on one And that would be like the jump scare or whatever. I like when Carl pops up and the flame on her candle briefly gets like super big. Yes. Great. It's all just like little stuff like that. Yep. In what world is a candle more convenient than a flashlight? Like, I don't know, this lady's a rich famous lady. Maybe she doesn't know about flashlights. (laughs) She's never had to hold a flashlight before. (laughs) Kids in your technology. She's done period pieces where she's had to hold candles. Oh, okay. Um, I forget exactly when it happens, but Father Karras' nightmare which must be before his mom dies, maybe, or after his mom dies. It's after his mom dies. In the theatrical cut, one of only two times that you see the Pazuzu face is during that dream sequence. Um, The face shows up at one point on, like, her oven hood. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Very brief. Not in the theatrical cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like the faces. I do, too. Face is good. Yeah. That's a a lady. That that was the stand-in for Reagan in a lot of scenes. And that's what she's known for, I guess, being the most horrifying face. <laughs> they should have left that in the theatrical cut. That was added later. That was never in the theatrical cut, the one on the oven hood. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it should have been in there. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, okay. So it was like, because the, they the scene of them later, crawling. Like George, George, uh, yeah, the scene crawling was in, but then cut out. 
Okay, so the Pazuzu face wasn't in ever. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Until like 2000 oh. or whenever that version is. No, it's seen I really like. And it's in there a lot longer than you see it otherwise. Because oh. I think it's like one frame in the Karis nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a frame or two briefly that you see way later when um, once Father Merrick is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it's one of the first things Reagan does, and I really like it. Is she goes downstairs to the party? Yep. And she so goes, "You're gonna to, die up there." Yeah, to the astronaut <laughs> guy, you're gonna die up there, and then just pisses on the floor. Yeah, that's what I think of the space program. Was, it, was that supposed to be an Apollo 13 reference? Like he was a Apollo 13 astronaut because it's the 70s, right? Wasn't that right around that time? No, I think he was mentioning they just did Apollo like nine or something like that. Yeah. He mentions whatever one that was the most recent. It's a single digit. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That would have been... F- oh, I guess... Yeah, I don't know when that happened. I think... She, yeah, it just... I really like that, that you're going to die up there and then pissing on the floor. I think I want to interrupt more parties with vague threats of death and then peeing on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm yeah, looking I forward to that. I think that's fair. Right? I feel like I'd be more interesting if I did. Yeah, Apollo 13 was 70, so maybe. I think she was just being a bummer, just That's telling people they're going to die doing their jobs. Fair. Yeah. Um, then stuff gets worse. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. Well, the movie's yeah. called The Exorcist, and I guess eventually Karis is really the ultimate exorcist, but the only guy in the movie that is like the exorcist is Max von Sydow's character, uh, Father Marin. And he doesn't really, he's in the opening bit, and then he comes back an hour and a half later. Yes. Um, Damien sucks, right? Damien kind of sucks, yeah. I feel like he's not who I would have picked to exercise my daughter. Nope. I want the piano guy who steals the liquor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That guy definitely has too many things that the devil can get at him for. (laughs) The priests all are bad, huh? Yep. Yeah, hasn't Damien, changed much. Damien has no faith and he just sucks. And then the other guy steals the alcohol and then Marin's a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, I like when the doctors are like softly floating the idea of like, maybe you got to go see a Catholic. And they're like, well, a lot of places like, you know, third world, undeveloped countries, the superstitions, they have this and. Uh, I guess the Catholics still, they don't advertise that they do this because it's embarrassing, but like, go find a Catholic priest. I do like the way they introduce it to, they're like, well, it doesn't work, but if she thinks it does. Right. It only works because they think it works. Obviously, that's not what's happening. And again, she's like, this bitch is floating around the room. (laughs) 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 It is saying horrible things in a really deep voice. Uh, but anyway, should probably talk about the exercising that happens. Uh, Karis shows up, agrees to see Reagan. Immediately, not great. He's kind of like, mm, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, devil. <laughs> and the devil talks in the voice of the bum that he saw at the subway. Uh, it tells him that his mom's there, that she just died. Uh, she Reagan wouldn't have known that stuff like that. I went right as he's going up the stairs for this scene. He is right when he's telling the mom, like, we're not doing an exorcism, yep. like, because your daughter's not possessed. 
And I was just waiting for him to open that door. I was like, damn, this guy's about to change his mind about this in what? What's four seconds, 12 yeah. seconds? But he doesn't actually. He's, the, he's slightly more open to the idea, but not really. Yeah, because after his first encounter, he's still not, even though she says the thing about the mom, because he asks Chris on the way out, like, did you tell her my mom died? And she's like, no. And he's, she's like, why? He went, don't worry about it. And she like leaves, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, well, she obviously knows what happened. Because the next time he comes back is when she starts speaking all the weird languages. Yes. I uh, had to Google it before I said something, but the Catholic Church does still have exorcists. Oh, yeah. Like to this day, there's exorcisms on employ. Like the Vatican requires each diocese has one that yeah. can diagnose and combat demonic possession. Just, just a fun little. <laughs> Good to have around. You know, you don't need it every day, but when you need one, <laughs> you need one. You, you gotta you, have you one. You can't one. wait for them to start the program up again. There's gotta be some expert just in case. That's basically how the answer was worded too. They're like, it, the church acknowledges while exceedingly rare and normally just mental health issues, they need to have one to diagnose. So there's basically a guy that just goes, "Yeah, it's not demons, you guys." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Father Karras like mentions that when she's first asking about the exorcism. I do like that she has the yeah, sunglasses on too. She's all bruised up still, and he's he's like, "Yeah, you need to go back in time, like four hundred years, if you want yeah. this." You know what I mean? And he's yeah, well, like, "I guess go back to the sixteenth century." Yeah, because we haven't really done that since we discovered mental illness. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what he tells her, and she's like, "Well, you know, what do you know about it?" He's like, "Probably less than you." Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, any, "Any priest I know knows less than you do, probably about it." <laughs> Yeah, and but he does know that, like, well, I know you you need to like appeal to the board and like apply for permission, and you need evidence. And she's like, "What kind of evidence?" Ah, fuck. Okay, fine. Uh, speaking a said, different language, she doesn't know. Or the something. first time, I think he says, "I'll have to look it up." Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but but then he goes back with the recorder just to kind of like that was really weird, and also this lady is in a bad place. Maybe let's help out the mom. So he goes back with the recorder and. You know, she's immediately it. speaking different languages, and he doesn't make much of that. He's just like, hmm. I forget exactly what the, the word is. The wording is, but she goes like, "Nice day for an exorcism." <laughs> and he goes, "You want that?" Like, yep. <laughs> Bring us closer together. <laughs> like, okay, it's creepy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the bit where she's speaking backwards is really cool. Mm-hmm. It was because you are like that doesn't sound like any language, and then they play it backwards and it matches up. It's really cool. Yeah, um, it was extra unusual because we do everything with subtitles. So when it starts her talking, it says like speaking Latin. It doesn't tell you what she's saying; it's just oh, speaking so Latin. It lies to you. No, no. So it starts. She's speaking Latin, yeah. and then she says like bonjour to him, and it just says speaking French, and then oh, the weird funny. stuff starts, and it just says speaking gibberish. Oh, okay. But I'm like, oh, like, and you can tell, like, oh, this is, sounds so weird. Like, I did get that feeling, like, it was, like, almost unsettling, like, like, that it wasn't just nonsense, like, it was something, you know what I mean? And it was just, like, yeah, it, li- it, it, it tells you gibberish as if it's, like, nothing, but it, like, it does. It sounds so weird. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool when they're, like, oh, the guy, which was weird, Father Dyer immediately was, like, that's English backwards. Come on, man. Yeah. He was got- a, a linguist, right? No, he just has whatever Christy has. Oh. <laughs> uh, is this when he gets vomited on, Karis? Uh, or was it the first time? I think that was the very first time, actually. Oh, okay. I did think it was weird that, you know, she's speaking English backwards, like, perfectly like that, and he's just like, doesn't count. Like, it's English. 
<laughs> yeah, and then he's like, yeah, well, you know, I threw some tap water on her and she reacted like it was holy water, which makes it seem like she's pretending. It's like, well, she's spoken like seven different voices at the same time, bro. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> so, like, I understand there's a ritual, but is holy water that much different than water just thrown by a priest? Like, how many more steps make it holy? <laughs> Definitely a pretty big one where a priest blesses it. Yeah, he, he mentioned yeah. that. The, the yeah. boss asks. I get, but, but we he don't know. He's a priest and it's a demon and, you know, like... I, 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 yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. We don't specifically know why the demons don't like holy water. Maybe the ritual is something we do to make us feel better. They do mention later that the demon <laughs> lies and does weird yes. shit just to like confuse you basically so that's yeah. what my assumption was, it was like that it was just fucking with him yeah. it was just fucking with him giving him mixed signals yes yeah. giving him mixed signals or like and the audience mixed signals <laughs> yep but he brings it as evidence and they're like all right they seem to believe they seem to believe it more than he did. I got the feeling that they were like, "Oh, this is probably real," but like, let's not tell him. Let's bring in the real expert. Yeah. Well, he but, said he had lost his faith, so he probably just didn't believe in anything. Okay. Yeah. I like that they're talking. They're like, "Ah, uh, yeah, Marin," and it's like, "Why didn't I wonder? Did they ever listen to the recording?" Because. Playing it backwards, it's specifically yelling for for Marin. For Marin. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was weird because I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what is this about? Like, I still don't quite understand." Like, they really wanted to kill that guy because I, I guess say, he, just he did a successful possession once, and it's it got a grudge. Maybe yeah, I don't know. That's all I took from it. That's what I thought too. Or I knew there's a really old guy. You should pick the really old guy. It'll be easier to kill. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, th I thought it was because he, whatever he unearthed in Iraq, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Figured it's kind of his fault, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in some way. Uh, but yeah, Damien does take a while to like be like, okay, I guess this could be. Uh, honestly, until the exorcism starts, he does not seem sure. Because yeah. that's the first time he actually sees weird stuff. Yeah, it's good. Jack Nicholson was interested. Paul Newman was interested, but Friedkin wanted someone who you could like reasonably believe this guy is just some priest. Um, and he liked that he had like sad eyes. He does. <laughs> that he's like got dark, good looks, but not like movie star good looks. I you know what I really liked about him talking to Reagan too was like when the draw opens and he's like, "Was that you?" And she's like, "Yes." It's like, do it again. <laughs> In time. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you're the devil, just uh, make the straps disappear. And they're like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Later. I think what is the devil saying? Too vain. Of, yeah. yeah. A vulgar display of power. Yeah, yeah, vulgar yeah. display of power. Yeah, that's what it is. I do like later, way later, when the Bazuzu statue is in the room briefly. Yes. And you see that her hands aren't bound, and then it cuts back and her hands are bound again. You're like, oh, yeah, there's just stuff happening now. Oh, <laughs> no, it shows what happened in this cut. Yeah. She, um, during the exorcism, like, she unties them, like, magically, essentially. It shows them, like, slip. I don't know if that showed, and she like floats up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows the statue. When she flo floats back down, Damien jumps on her. Yeah. Grabs her hands, puts them like this, and ties them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In the in the guys, so he, their her hands are tied up by him, the two together. Oh. And then she, then they're not when the statue's there, and then they're tied up again after the statue. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I just, I just like that stuff's happening and like reality's breaking around her in this room yes. now. <laughs> I also, I don't know if you guys noticed, um, when they're first going to start the exorcism and yeah. Marin's like warning him, like, don't listen to the demon. He's like, whatever you do, don't listen to what it says. It's going to lie to you. It's going to tell the truth to you. It's going to use these things together to fool you. It's going to pick at your insecurities. And as he's saying this, I was like, this demon uses all the same strategies that I use. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mojo. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, well, very true. Yeah. But I thought you were going to be like, they really shouldn't let Damien do this. <laughs> I didn't think that. I, I was, I was like, was like oh, this just sounds like depression. <laughs> He's already yeah. got that. It's just negative self-talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a, huge, a big L for big therapy in this movie also. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> it's probably demons. Yeah. Uh, turns out. Um, but so let's get to the actual exorcism and talk about that for the rest of the time that we talk about the movie, I think. Yeah. The arrival of Max von Sydow's character, Father Marin, is one of the most iconic scenes in movie history. Uh, it's used on the poster. It's used on most of the DVD Blu-ray covers him getting out of the cab with the fog coming down from that one street lamp uh, in front of the apartment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fucking awesome. Just fucking awesome. And he's, I like that he comes in and he's like, okay, Father Karras, you're there. All right, uh, go grab this stuff. We're starting right now. (laughs) Yeah, they don't, they don't wait around. He knows there's only 20 minutes left in the theatrical cut and we got (laughs) to, you know, road meet the rubber. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because he's like, well, don't you want to like know the, backstory and he's like oh. nope <laughs> then yeah. later on he, he's like he, once he goes and gets the stuff and they're actually like you know the equivalent of scrubbing up another medical i guess parallel yeah. when you're seeing them put all their stuff on getting geared up for battle he's like okay i just got to tell you this part i've just i've uh there's three distinct personalities they do and he just goes no there's one yes <laughs> it's the devil <laughs> we're going <laughs> yeah that's kind of awesome yeah it is good. I mean, and he's just so sure that Karis is just like, okay, I guess let's go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's because he's sure in his faith, and Karis isn't. Yes, right? yeah. At this point, Karis does not even think that for is not confident that this is a possession. Mm-hmm. He's soon proven incorrect. Almost immediately, right? As soon as yeah, Marin well, I starts, guess if it's the devil, you're like, here's the guy I've been waiting for, and he knows what's up. So let's like, so it's go time. Yeah, as soon as Marin <laughs> starts the exorcism, the bed floats off the ground, right? And that starts moving around. Then they they have to stand up briefly, yeah. and the bed comes right. Then all right, okay, let's kneel back down. As soon as that happens, is when Karis uh, is like unresponsive, and he's like, "Hey, you have to do your do part." You, yeah, and I was like, I don't "Do the response." I don't understand why this guy is so surprised. Hasn't he been preaching this shit to people for a long time? <laughs> well. He lost like, his faith. Oh not God, very faith. Was right. He wasn't a very, very faithful guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you a million see, years when I predicted this. <laughs> I mean, just ask any of the parishioners. They'd be, they'd be like, yeah, Karis, man, he's been taking like two hours to do the mass. He's just staring off into space for like 40 <laughs> minutes at a time. <laughs> this, dude, this dude, we got to replace him up there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like anytime they show him doing the mass, he's just like he is yeah. just like, staring. There's people there. They look at each other like, should we horrible. check on Father Garrett? I was thinking about that because it was put a lot of mustard on the, the Eucharist today. <laughs> at some point. 
point, somebody says, you can't quit. You're the best we have. And I'm like, he seems like a pretty terrible priest. But then they were talking about a psychiatrist. And I was like, oh, okay. You're a loose cannon, Karis, but goddamn, you're the best we've got. Get in there and fight the demon. It's like, this guy? Like, oh, the Catholics are in trouble, He's man. He's the worst. Like, he wipes his tears off and like... Oh, he was the as soon as now he's falling apart immediately as soon as exorcism starts. I'm just like, oh no, you gotta get this guy out of the room. He's not helping, he's not helping. This whole operation was your idea. What they really should have done, and I guess this is Marin being like, I know how to kill demons or whatever. Um, but they really, once that, once the first bout happens and they leave the room. Mm In the th- in the theatrical cut, they don't have a conversation. I think they do in the extended cut. A brief one. They don't. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's not super significant. I yeah. think it's him like encouraging Karis, isn't it? Doesn't he like? He says something to him. What was it? It was something kind of meaningful. I don't remember what it was. In the theatrical cut, they're just sitting on the steps for a while, and they both look like super fucked up. They that happened. And then uh, Father Marin's just like, "Excuse me for a second, and he goes off to the bathroom, and that's the that's the whole bit on the stairs. They say something. They say something about his faith, I think. And uh, I don't. I guess the thought there is like just sitting in it with them and just being like. You know, and so that happened. The, yeah, I was gonna say if the movie was made today, it wouldn't have gone. Well, that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like uh, how weird. Uh, like, they like random. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how they like did the whole exorcism thing and like all this crazy shit is happening. And Marin's like, "Well, time for a break." Yeah, <laughs> Union Man dated fifteen. Yep. Let's, Let's get, get a sandwich. Ten thirty every day. <laughs> Pazuzu's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> So that early 2010s humor. Um, Not today, <laughs> And when they go back in, he kicks Karis out like pretty much immediately. No, yeah, because while he's in the bathroom uh, fixing his shaky hands from the pills, yes, uh, Karis goes in. My cut, probably yours, plays that he sees his mom on the bed at first, and yes. that's like a really good quick shot. I like that, and then it's just Reagan. And he's sitting next to her and he's, doing, he's like dabbing her forehead and stuff. Mm. And then she starts, you know, taunting him. And he starts saying, shut up. And he's like, don't respond. Yeah. And uh, Marin comes back in and he's looking at him like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You got to go. Get out. <laughs> oh, so that means too, I, I missed it. It must have happened the first time we're in there. When the house starts to break. Yes. I mean, we didn't talk about that scene that much. That's the bigger, that's the bigger exorcism scene and that scene's awesome it's so cool uh, when the house starts to like break yeah. and the ceiling cracks and stuff it looks wicked good it looks great yes like that's real high quality practical effects they have yeah. going on there the space of the room is like bending and shifting it's so cool it's so good when did the help me thing happen that was before he got the exorcist that was when the nanny calls Karis late at night and is like, I don't want Chris to see. So they sneak up and she just has the flashlight on. So they did have a flashlight. So she just has the flashlight on it. <laughs> Carl and comes up to the attic that. with the flashlight. Too. I think after yeah. that is when he that goes is, to get the exorcism. That's what makes him yes. decide he's going to do the exorcism. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good. I forgot about that. That's a good gag too. It, that's a really cool one. Yeah. It says help me. Um, but yeah, that exorcism, the full exorcism scene before they take the break because the next one doesn't really happen. Uh, Cause Marin goes in and uh, you only see him in there for a little bit. And then it cuts back to Karis downstairs 
Chris comes out and is yep. like, is she going to die? And he looks at her with a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. Um, and she says, no, she's not going to die. And he gets up, walks upstairs. The doorbell rings. He keeps walking. You figure he'd be like, I don't know. I need to know who's at a door. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm going to stick around a sec. Who's here? <laughs> it's the cop. Good good timing, I guess. Yep. Uh, Karis goes into the room. The priest's dead. He starts pounding on his chest. It's not working. Reagan's like watching, like smiling. Yeah. Reagan's like sitting up at one of the bedposts. He doesn't react to that either. <laughs> and yeah. She's creepy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you son of a bitch. He starts beating the shit out of Reagan. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. <laughs> I'm gonna power of Christ can bell you, you little shit. Especially because before we that, he was like dabbing first. her forehead and like putting the blanket on yeah. her. We tried words, now you get in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with all the gearing up, like he just pulls out like brass knuckles. <laughs> I really do like that he's just beating the shit out of her and she's like laughing, isn't she, or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he starts yelling, you know. Uh, put me, me. In, put me in, coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. put me in, coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, take me. And his eyes go devil. Briefly, <laughs> briefly. Yeah, he was just looking for an excuse to jump out that window yeah. the whole movie. So yeah, Reagan's back to Reagan. His eyes go full devil. Uh, then he kind of gets it back and he goes no, like Darth Vader, and he jumps out the window. I like watching him roll down the stairs. Yeah, those are some crazy stairs. They're there still. You can go. Mm. Don't do what uh don't do what uh, Netflix did though. Or Hulu. Oh, or yeah. Whoever filmed that terrible Anadarmus and Chris Evans movie. They race each other up those steps in that movie. That movie that looks super fake. No, those are big stars, but who knows the name of that movie? It came out like eight weeks ago. Nope. <laughs> Another five hundred million dollars down the drain for <laughs> what reason? I don't know. <gasps> who knows? Um Wait, what movie? I literally don't oh, know. Jesus. I think it's called like Ghost Boy or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Dan Protocol. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just something, gonna... some shovelware ass title. It's the Dan Protocol for sure. <laughs> if it's the Dan Protocol, I'm going to. It's really... called Ghosted. Oh, oh I really like the Ghost, Ghost Boy. Boy. Oh. Yeah. Ghosted. Ghost Boy. They're still there. <laughs> Ten more people have died since this movie. Same yeah. girl. It's like a, they're going to call them the ghosted steps now. Oh, people big who are big fans of the movie go into the house and throw themselves out the window. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. That's a part of the Hollywood Horror Nights at um, at Universal Studios. They set up a little st- uh, staircase for you to throw yourself down. There's a sugar glass window. There's yeah. foam stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a priest runs in at the end and gives you like your laugh. Yeah. You gotta beat the shit out of a twelve year old girl first though. <laughs> it's the they closed down the Star Wars hotel and this is what they replaced it with. <laughs> Seven hundred dollars You son of a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just really fucking you gotta huck yourself too. Like they made a point that it wasn't the window closest to the steps either, so you gotta get some distance. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. really launched. You gotta just like break that glass and like you're diving into like cliff diving. You gotta you really break oh, that glass, go right through it. It can't slow you down at all. You won't make the steps. That would have fucked. That would have really fucked him up if he only broke his leg. <laughs> I didn't. I was actually very disturbed by the fact that he didn't die right away. That sucks. Yeah. 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 
I was I, really I, upset about it. That's why I really thought the demon was going to go into the other guy. I, I was thought like, so, oh, too. Shit, he's not dead. I thought you gotta so, let too. him in. Yeah. He didn't, he's, he, I hope he doesn't fuck with a Ouija board. Because that guy, that devil's around. <laughs> I did just in the graveyard. It's out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I did, um, I, I, it was fucked up that he didn't die right away, but I did like it because I like that the other father comes to give the last rites and his hand's like moving. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I think yeah. disturbed me. I don't know. Yeah. That he's good like disturbing. squeezing his hand to like agree that he's yeah. confessing. Ugh. That that was I hadn't seen that scene before. That was really fucked up. It was, like it. it was really good though. I knew I really that like he it. like gets almost possessed and then jumps out the window. I knew that's all I knew too. Yeah. I I didn't expect that end part there. See, I think Demon's not even around anymore. It's like that weird like end of life glitch. He's he's in heaven now because he confessed with the guy. So like he he yeah. was forgiven <laughs> of his sins and now priest and the demon they're chilling in heaven together. Oh wow, <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> oh man, I wanted to suck cocks in hell. <laughs> I hate us. St. Peter's like, you gotta go in. <laughs> that must be what Exorcist 2 is about. <laughs> heaven is hell for demons. Yeah. Karis and Marin go to heaven to exercise heaven because the demon's up there. Oh, that makes oh sense. man. No, it's it's actually like more of a rom-com kind of thing. Karis and the demon live together in heaven. Yeah. Karis huh. and the demon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really neat, but he's constantly sucking cocks in hell. <laughs> yeah. Our budget is two million dollars. What an odd couple! <laughs> and then you have the audience laughter and stuff. Yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Father Marin comes sliding through the door. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna exercise you. Oh this. man! Oh, you always say that. <laughs> and then they've got that that director that died as like comic relief to yeah. stumbling in. <laughs> Vaguely accusing people of being Nazis. His, he- his head's still on backwards. We talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the waiting room in Beetlejuice. <laughs> anyway. I told you to watch the second one, Robbie. You really missed out. <laughs> Exodus 2 is weird. I'm going to be really disappointed if I ever watch it now because it's not going to live up to my expectations. Apparently that is all true of all the Exorcist sequels. <laughs> Although 3 Fair. three has its defenders. That's one of those like reclaimed things. Three actually actually already has a really nice 4K release. Uh, the original one doesn't, as of this recording. Oh, okay. It will as of this fall, um, but that's still on its way out. Whereas Exorcist Three already has one, starring yeah. Russell Crowe. <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Oh, I that's do, do that's the three. That that's point. the three. Oh, sorry. I do want to get to that because that's uh, n- another piece of this. But the movie's not over yet. Reagan's fine. The cops like a lot of murder in one room. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, in the theatrical version, he's not in any other scenes, which is funny. But they leave the next day. Father Dyer's outside. He's like, yeah, that was weird. She's like, yeah, she doesn't remember any of it. They get in the car, they leave. But then she calls out to him and gives him the chain. He walks over to the steps, looks at him. The movie ends for me. But some other stuff happened to you that you're used to. A little bit. She did remember it, right? Is that what was implied? Because she saw that he was a priest and she kissed him. I don't know if it's just like a sense memory of I, I assume appreciating she, a priest's efforts or something. Yeah, I I more got the like um it was like uh, she doesn't thing. know either but she just like had the urge. I, I assume the mom had just told her like the reason you don't remember anything you you were unwell a priest helped you <laughs> or yeah. something. Uh, right? Yeah. It's it does seem the way it's shot it's almost like she's compelled after seeing the collar. That's that was, that was the feeling I got too. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know is the answer. Hmm. Um, but yeah, just you know, check your 
check your stairs for any small figurines from the Middle East. Uh, and if you find one, make sure you repatriate it to where it should be. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, Moral of the story is uh, don't be the British Museum. It's what this movie was all about. <laughs> yeah. There That's how go. you know curses aren't real because like everyone in England, <laughs> they'd all be possessed. <laughs> they'd just be done. Because they've, they've got so much like... They literally ground up the mummies and ate them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> So yeah, um, good 50th ep- uh, anniversary choice for the 100th episode, I think. Let's uh, talk about the movie. Anything, anything movie-wise that we want to hit? Like I said, on first watches, I don't take notes, so I don't have... I think we covered a lot of it. I, I like a lot of the performances in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the performances. I like the Reagan makeup a lot. I feel like she's the really creepy. Really good. They didn't have an Academy Award for makeup yet. Oh, it's really so good. They, so they didn't win that. Mm. Um, but if we want to talk about reaction, this is the first horror movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Said that badly. This is the first horror movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Or said earlier, a lot of people consider it the most important horror movie ever made. So this broke the glass ceiling for that particular genre. That's cool. Um, it not only was it nominated for Best Picture, it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, winning so Um and again, probably 11 if there was a best makeup at the time. Because holy shit. <laughs> really good. And even just met, looking Max. Max von Cito, making Max von Cito, who in this movie is about 10 years older than we are currently, um, oh God. Look, making him look that old, like convincingly. It was just good shit. <laughs> Every week we'll take ratings that we give in this segment and put them on our letterbox. You can find it. Uh, the search feature on Letterboxd is so bad, but you can try your best late to the movies on Letterboxd.com. So on a scale of 0.5 to 5, on any scale of your choosing besides stars, what would you give 1973's William Friedkin-directed The Exorcist? How am I never prepared with what I want? Oh, I'm never prepared no. either. Well, I mean, there's the there's the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, so to speak. Very low. Oh. Quite fruity. Oh, I, I don't know if we're... Th- uh, I think I have it, but I'm okay. Not sure. well, maybe that's a good thing. We'll have a thing <laughs> yeah. to do. I'm, I'm going to give it three and a half Pazuzu's out of five. That oh. was the low one. Okay. That's not honest. Mm. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five ponyless 12 year olds. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying like low hanging fruit as an allusion to cocks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay. a good one. Well, yeah, that's, that's, like, like that's really low. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll use that for mine then. Um, I wasn't going to, but got a good reaction. So I hope the people listening feel the same way. Uh, I do know that sometimes my boss listens to this. So I usually eliminate the Cox and Hell references in every episode. This one is pretty heavy, though. Yeah, it's I gotta keep them all in. Yeah, yeah, gotta keep it all in. Yeah, this is a this is an absolute five out of five Cox and Hell movie. Wow. And there's not a lot of movies you can say that about. So. This I, wish do, drive. I wish you could do 7.75s. <laughs> wish I could do 7.5. That's too yeah. high. <laughs> I mean, you could. Mm. Uh, there's no reason that you can't, aside That's from it would be unfair to the people who couldn't do it before, so we have to keep <laughs> yeah. going. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it still makes the fractions weird. Wasn't that yeah, no, it's, there's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The fractions are always weird. They're always so weird anyway. You always have to round it. So it does... I immediately realized it doesn't actually get to a solid 0.5 when there's four, three or four people doing it. Mm. All right. So I will give it four weird medical equipments 
out of five. Could have went with cocks in the ass. Mm. That's yeah, a good one too. But, uh, <laughs> Until it, this was adjusted for inflation, the highest grossing horror movie ever. So that's a really long run, about f- almost 45-ish years. About that, yeah. Um, has had a crazy influence on popular culture. The context stuff, again, I think it's nice that we all had a first watch kind of experience and we focused on that. But suffice to say, huge cultural influence. The questions I'm asking this month, like I said, we already recorded the Roger Rabbit episode. I didn't really have it refined yet. I still don't. What I'm curious about is this movie. How do you see its influence on how movies have been since, how they are today? Could this movie have been made today? What are the changes or concessions you'd have to make? Okay, so yeah, the reason that I was like kind of struggling between 3.5 and 4 is because I feel like as an experience watching it, it's a 3.5. But I think because of its like cultural significance and like the the stage that it's set for horror going forward, it pushed it up to 4 for me. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What's the question? <laughs> I mean, she she understood it. I didn't though. It yeah. was long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I don't really have it refined yet. But oh, I'm yeah. indulging for the hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah. Could it have been made today? What changes would you make? Yeah. Cultural significance. What influences you see on movies today? So we already talked about, you know, slow horror, elevated horror, whatever euphemism you want to use for it, the A twenty four movies. A lot of these movies have are slow burns about mental health for an hour and a half and then there's a big monster that pops up for the last yes. twenty minutes. I do enjoy that format. Yeah. Um, exorcisms is a really cool topic to explore. I haven't watched a lot of exorcisms. I, I don't think this could be made today. Like, right off the bat, I feel like R-rated horror just is not done a lot anymore. Yes. It, it like, cuts the market down too much for horror. Mm-hmm. They really like to keep it PG-13, I feel like. If it is R-rated, it's either, I guess, like a big event. The It movies were really big. Like you said, they're mm-hmm. still, I think, the highest grossing. I don't know what would have passed them for a horror movie, highest grossing adjusted for inflation. Um, or it's niche. It's A24, which yes. we say a lot. That's just, that's, they produce more stuff now. They were mostly just a distributor. So, but they still got sort of this cachet as being an A24 style. Yeah. We'll see what the future brings there too, because that really might start revitalizing R-rated horror because they've been yeah. very successful. I mean, so that's a really good point. One of the consistent things that's been happening with movie going over the last couple of years is that horror movies are always successful and always make a profit. Yes. They've been Insidious, putting- the red door, who gives a shit? Made a huge profit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, the one thing is, was this movie expensive to make? It's tough because it was 50 years ago. money, yes. That's what I thought. It was supposed to cost about nine and a half million. It cost 12. Which was a lot at the time. Because like what a house was like thirty grand at that point. Because because now that's the big thing with horror too is it's got to be cheap. You produce those that's, suckers cheap. That's I how think it, it could be cheap though because the majority of the movie there wasn't much happening. Yeah, it's it's more know? just a drama. Yeah. yeah. Until the special yeah. effects pop up. I was gonna say like to get of this quality though I think is it's those effects. That's because they still look good. Imagine what they must have looked like fifty years ago. Like to see this movie, mm. you'd be fainting in your chair. You'd faint in your chair. When she came down those fucking stairs as a spider. Oh, man. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I did not expect that at all. Especially because I had watched that it once and that good. didn't happen. So I was like... Yeah, if you've only seen the theatrical cut and you want to... That's probably the one thing that's worth looking up 
not that the other parts aren't worth looking up, but I mean, you know, a lot of them just sort of are extensions of bits of scenes, like the conversation on the staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like the one thing that's whole cloth not in there. If you've only seen the theatrical cut that I would say is worth just looking up on YouTube because it is quite a stunt. <laughs> it's quite a stunt and creepy as fuck. Very creepy. Too soon. <laughs> Says yeah. Friedkin. Get it out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put it later? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. And I guess it was based off a book, right? Yep. Written by Blatty, who wrote the movie and produced it. Was it a popular book? Not at first, but it became more popular. And then he could shop it to to movie oh, studios. Yeah. I was gonna say because that- based on a true story, by the way. This guy wasn't much of a horror writer. He wrote other stuff. But when he was a student at Georgetown, this is after that, but he was a student at Georgetown University, and he remembered reading in the paper about a kid in the area who got exercised. Hmm. Uh, And then so he wrote it about that. Hmm. It wasn't like a one-to-one thing. It was uh, supposedly legit just like, uh, I can't think of what I should write about. You know what? When I was in college, I remember there's this story going around about there's like a little boy near near uh, DC that got that had an exorcism done. That's fun. And then he wrote yeah. this. So, I mean, I guess that helps because I feel like people right now too they don't want to take risky movies. So you don't want to yeah. take something that's just some fresh idea. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless it's got like a really successful book backing it or something. But yeah, there's uh, like you said, horror movies are doing a lot too. There's one specific thing I wanted to ask you about. Unless you want, but if you have other stuff you want to talk about on this. The, the only thing I had was I, I do feel like this is one of the few movies where like it had that huge cultural hype. And for me, it didn't live up to it. Like yeah, Godfather is just as old and like, I fucking love, you know, yeah, yeah. I think the older only, 72, I think <laughs> the, the only one that like I can think of that, like Caddyshack was, I mean, that was way worse. So I can't even oh, compare. We, yeah. we had can't a rough even, time with Caddyshack. <laughs> that movie was terrible. Can't even compare, but I think it did it a disservice for me because I was really wanting to like it. And it just, I, I do see the, like the significance and I, I would never take it away from it. I just, I was hoping for more. I think, I, I think the, a lot of my I, I enjoyment, see, I can definitely see where you're coming. I think comes from the significance. Cause I think mm. probably part of the problem is I, 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 I'm a wimp and I didn't think this was scary. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and I, I think it's just cause of the age of the movie. It's, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. When was The Shining? What, what year was The Shining compared 80. to this? That's another one. The Shining. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. 1980. So, wait, when, what was this? 73. 73. Okay, so there's a there's a little difference there. The, Sh- the Shining, I feel like I watch it and it's like, you know, no flaws. This one I feel like isn't as scary. This is a first time watch and I, and I loved this movie, but I've loved The Shining for so long I can't really rank one or the other over yeah the yeah no i just mean as far as like older horror movies go i got you yeah this one i did have a little bit of issue with the age yeah yeah and i mean the cultural significance i, I guess we we're talking about this but this is a redefining of what horror movies can do um mm. that you still see this format being followed today um and they weren't really doing that before that does that in a vacuum blessing or in heighten your enjoyment of it. No, not necessarily. Um, but just, that's kind of the stuff we're talking around, I guess I can definitely see where you guys are coming from. Um, I liked the slow stuff. It was cool when they were talking. (laughs) I like it too. I think it's, it's shot so cool. That's all the shots are so interesting and the house looks awesome. 
I'll mm-hmm. probably watch one of the different versions in the future and see if I can get it to stick. Maybe it was just a weird mood, but it just really yeah. didn't it didn't hook me. Yeah, versions aren't too different, so I think you probably and I mean you've seen what I guess is the director's cut. They have a bunch of different names, but I think so. So I feel like that's the most pure vision of it. The yeah. they the faces in it more in the extended edition mm-hmm. when it shows up on the stove yep. hood. Um it lasts longer in that one instance than the other instances in the theatrical cut. So it's a real kind of like, did I actually see that kind of thing in the theatrical cut? Yeah. Whereas it's like quite obvious. I feel like in the extended cut. Yeah. I mean, even on the stove, but it's there for like a yeah, it's fraction not, of a second. Yeah, so. that's true. Maybe it's just cause like uh, once you know to look for it, it's easier to spot maybe. Yeah. So maybe I'm just my own historic bias with it or whatever. But what I wanted you to ask you about is you, ran into a phenomenon that uh, Red Letter Media, it's a YouTube channel. It's been around for over a decade that talks about movies that I reference here a lot. They recently did an episode on what they called watch bait, uh, like the movie equivalent of clickbait. Okay. Where movies take common nouns that aren't copyrighted and put together really cheap movies that have that word in the title to see if they can get someone to pay them for it. <laughs> uh, such as Shark Exorcist. Um or just movies that have Exorcist in the title that can go up on streaming services for super cheap. And maybe they'll trick like your grandma into being like, this one says Exorcist. Because <laughs> uh, you sent us that screenshot of like, there's 50 movies named Exorcist. Yes. Which one is it? It's, I, I said, is this some kind of captcha? Like, <laughs> pick the Exorcist. <laughs> this is that one. Yeah. So you can see that a lot. Tubi, which is free, um, they have a l- this issue a lot too. And it's exorcist and exorcism aren't copyrighted. You can't say the exorcist, but you can say noun exorcist. Yes. <laughs> or exorcism of someone's name. And you're going to confuse some some guy who's just like, I just want to watch that exorcist tower movie and... They're going to give you $5 and you're going to be able to get coffee that day. I don't know, but they're all super cheap, but they're, and they all, but they all have like pretty nicely produced, at least to be convincing that it's a real movie posters. Gotcha. That's what they do. Gotcha. Exorcist is a big one. Shark's a big one too. Mm. They do that with the YouTube channels for kids and they use uh, superhero names spelt mis- misspelt. Yep. Similar idea. And it's just like an AI-generated show that's just like nonsense. Yeah. So that's one of the ways the film industry's changed. It's great. Um, (laughs) So healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Like shovelware, like we said before. Uh, And yeah, I don't know. Good movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All righty. We can take this Chevy to the levee. So I thought you wanted to get to the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, Pope's Exorcist is basically that, but also stars Academy Award winner Russell Crowe and came out in theaters and actually, I guess, did some money. Because again, how are movies make money? I, I, I think I'm pretty sure he's like riding a Vespa around, going like "Chow," and then there's like the devil. (laughs) Chow. If that's the whole movie, I'm watching the shit out of it. I I think there's an Exorcist coming out like for Halloween. Should also mention uh, The Exorcist Believer. They got Ellen Burstyn back. That's like the big thing. They just put out a trailer this week. Um, It's directed by David Gordon Green. Apparently, he's going to make three. The last time he did that was the Halloween trilogy that he just put out of uh, 
Uh, but it's called Ex- The Exorcist Believer. Out this Halloween. Hmm. Not a good name. No. Feels like the the name of the movie is just one dunk on the on the Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't I, a believer. <laughs> yeah, check out Exorcist Believer or don't. Uh, this movie's probably better. <laughs> That'll be interesting. That's something I'll probably check out. Yeah. Uh, we got to end this episode. Uh, yeah, so uh, what's like a movie that you guys wanted to watch that you really enjoyed because of this podcast? I didn't ask that to the people who did the second episode, so it's not going to connect, but I'm curious. Oh. Ooh. Was a movie that I watched because of the podcast yeah. that I really enjoyed? Not Mulholland Drive. <laughs> I was going to say maybe Mulholland Drive. Wow. All right, so that cancels out at least. I don't know <laughs> if I, I don't know. I still, I, I still think about that movie, so... Yeah. Otherwise, I had no idea what it was when I went into it. So that's good. Stuck with you, at least. It stuck with me. Better or worse. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every horror movie because I had watched basically zero. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, a lot the same for me because I don't watch a lot of horror movies until this part. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, about The Shining. Not horror, but Godfather obviously was really good. I wasn't surprised by that. How do you, how do you yeah. feel about the exposure to horror movies now? Oh, I, I like it. I, I think um, I should have went back to them sooner as an adult. I was just being a little too like, meh, but. I feel similarly. Yeah. I yeah. put it off a long time and it was just like, I'm just not going to do that part. And those, those are like the funnest movie going experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there's something to be said. It's obviously not universal, but like there is a good reason to try to keep kids away from yeah, scary, scarier things when they're younger, and I do For think sure, yeah. a lot tell of, that to R.L. Stein. <laughs> that's like I feel like a lot of kids in our grade were were doing that, or like what I felt was early. It 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 turned me off from it. Person, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then like, yeah, so should let kids just do what they want to do. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Oh man, I wish I had asked this to the other group because it is, uh, and I've realized it's probably just a better, more concise question. It it definitely is. Oh, I actually. <laughs> I, I I'm going to edit the other part down so much. I think most of the ones I've been on are ones that I was not the one who hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, you know, um, or the ones that were ones that I hadn't seen were not particularly great, but there are a couple. So Parasite we did because of the podcast. Yeah. Love sure, Parasite. Yeah. I also watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies because of because of the the podcast, oh, yeah. and those were all great. So yeah, I mean, I would have watched those eventually. Parasite, I probably wouldn't have. So that I guess technically it, it'd be Parasite. Cool. Parasite's great. Parasite is great. Um, Let's see. Cause other ones that the the um, I'll go with Akira. The the podcast made me watch the Muppets, which was fine. It made me watch Christmas Vacation, which I also didn't love. I watched uh, I watched Sleepless in Seattle for the podcast. I actually really liked that one. Yeah, that's a good that one. Me too. Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah. And the Mighty Ducks. Did not like either of those. Halloween. I that that was one I watched for the podcast that I liked. Uh, well, thanks so much for being on the one hundredth episode. It was Ray, Greg, and Robbie. Woohoo! Yay. Yay! And you guys got me this cake. Here, here it comes. Woo. Oh, yay. Woo. Oh, it must be outside. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Jeeves Cast, Nexus Plexus Casts, and uh, Boolean Search, uh, Late to the Move, plus the move. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, only, we only pop up in Boolean searches. Damn it. <laughs> 
Uh, I, the, the SEO is so bad, you guys. I've been searching for strings. Uh, sorry. I don't remember the links to anything, so just go to late to the movies pod.fireside.fm. I'll try and get a better URL, but for now, that's where links are to things. Um, aside from that, you know, uh, the, the pod of cast compels you. That's one of the poems we could have done. That's a good one. Uh, your pod sucks casts in hell. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Could have done that one. Mm. Uh, there's another one I was thinking of podcast cast. <laughs> <laughs> what? Instead of Pazuzu. <laughs> Pazod cast. Nope. <laughs> it's podcast cast. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that one quite got there. (laughs) It got there. All right. Tune in for the next hundred. Bye. Woo. Woo.